Pulling teeth. Pulling teeth. Pulling teeth. Pulling teeth. Mate, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, right, right. go with that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's fine. Would have helped if I didn't laugh halfway through. Oh, well. Overlay it with some screaming and the, Well, whose teeth are we you could pull a dog's teeth. Do they they must pull dog's teeth. Yeah, yeah. I imagine if they get infected or like they get broken or something, yeah. Yeah, you just pull it out. Oh. <laughs> For some reason pull it. <laughs> The image of ripping a tooth out of a dog is much worse than ripping the tooth out doing of a dog. Doing anything to an animal is way worse than doing it to a person. Well, I think. Well, I mean, what? Everyone goes to the Holocaust, right? But if mm. there was a dog Holocaust, which there pretty much is, if a dog hasn't got an owner, they just put it in an incinerator. Yeah. And just cook it to death. Not cook it to death. Mind you, we lead cows into a shed of death every day. Yeah, that's. Yeah, and nobody then is fuck. I don't care. All right, do, like domesticated though. Oh, beef. Hang like on, pets. there's something about beef. Um, so a country has banned smoking, right? And that's got something to do with beef. Yeah, it does. All right, right, because because smoking is down as uh, something that causes cancer. Apparently, like, like beef. <laughs> apparently, sausages, bacon, and ham have been linked to causing cancer, like, by the NHS or somebody. Right. So this angry article that I found was like, if you've banned smoking inside, then you have to ban sausages inside. (laughs) (laughs) Because it's a carcinogen or it's a something that does, causes cancer. So how can you cause one and not the other? Sausages aren't airborne. Like, <laughs> that's, the, that's the obvious thing. <laughs> they don't. They don't. Sausages don't linger. Like, have you not they don't thought stick of this? to your curtains? <laughs> like, I mean, maybe they were talking about the country that bans made smoking illegal, right? Um, which is a real country. Okay, so I quickly looked up um, what country made tobacco illegal, and it's Turkmenistan. Oh right, which I didn't know was real. I thought, isn't Turkey <laughs> Turkmenistan? Is that a rest? That doesn't sound like a real place. I mean, right. I've heard it. But it's like Kazakhstan. I don't know if Kazakhstan's real. It's just from where Borat's from. Yeah, it, it sounds I, like just diarrhea medicine, which is a horrible thing to say about someone's country, I suppose. Yeah, it's a weird flag. Yeah, at the end of the <laughs> <laughs> what is their national anthem like? <laughs> you don't see them at the football. It's just the poo emoji. <laughs> yeah, we were we were years ahead. Yeah, we came up with the shit emoji when we started our country. <laughs> Got eyes on it and everything. Yeah, but yeah, they've uh, they've banned tobacco. Uh, the sale of tobacco products. So not actually smoking, but you can't buy any cigarettes in Turkmenistan. Mm. Um, and yeah, people are saying that if you're going to ban that and make that illegal, then you've got to make sausages, bacon and ham illegal. Which is like, <laughs> I understand right. there is a point about it's going to give you... It, say, it, say it was 100% true that it did give you cancer. Mm. It's like, well, what do you want? Do, I mean, you can tell people it gives them cancer, but they can still smoke it or eat it. Yeah. This is how the country currently is. It's yeah. like, well, you're smoking, so it's got a big fucking sign on it that says you're gonna die, yeah. and people still smoke. Yeah. So just put them on sausages. <laughs> you know, it'll change the walls advert from that weird dog in the '90s that used to go sausages walls walls to now sausages. You know, lymphoma. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a really culturally aware dog. <laughs> but yeah, so we lead all these cows to slaughter, and nobody gives a fuck, and we kill pigs. And eat pigs and get mm. cancer from it, and we don't give a fuck. So, 
Yeah, yeah what that came from? That came from dog it's dentists ripping teeth out teeth. Thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I'd rather. I'd, I don't know. I'd rather it was a person. Yeah, but what is, I love dogs. Don't get me wrong. You could rip out a cat's teeth. You see, in in my I head, think the thing is though, you can explain it to a person. If a dog's oh, right. in pain, the dog doesn't know what why. Yeah, right. it doesn't necessarily want you to rip its tooth out because yeah. its tooth hurts. All it knows is its tooth hurts, and then you ripped its face off, like or you then you ripped its part yeah. of its fucking jaw out. With a person, you can be that's what was causing the pain. Yeah, my dog would eat her own skin towards the end of her life, and it was just like stop doing that, please. And she'd be like, I don't give a fuck. What, like she shave it off like Donna mate. Like, just, <laughs> no, she just no. I don't know how. But she'd just give herself road rash without going out of the house. Yeah, our old dog was allergic to the carpet. (laughs) (laughs) For like, but it wasn't like for his whole life. It was for like the last couple of years of his life. So he could only go in the garage and the kitchen and outside. Just away from family. Yeah, exactly. He couldn't go in the lab. He used to just put like stools up. Because you know where the breakfast bar is in our house? Yeah. The gap between there and the wall. We'd just put stools up there and he'd just kind of sit with his head on the stool. Just like... (laughs) (laughs) Really pissed off. But if he walked around the carpet for too long, he'd get like... He wouldn't get sores, but his feet would get itchy and he'd chew them until they were raw. Jesus Christ. Well, yeah, yeah it's just they don't know any better. They just no. decide to No, it's like you can't just themselves. be like, stop. We bought him little shoes, and he's just like, no, nah, fuck that, and just kept taking them off. <laughs> Take it off. You learn how to untie laces and everything. Yeah. <laughs> he's a very clever but self-destructive dog. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm still on the verge of getting a dog, man. Like, yeah. There's something about... You've got the floor space now. Yeah, I've actually cleaned. Uh, there's actually things going. Although when I did clean, I thought everything's managed now, mm. and then my guitar ripped itself off from the wall. Oh, is that what happened? Yeah, it was just gravity. So you just left it there. Yeah, it happened last <laughs> night. I'm not going to do anything about it now. It's like a crime scene. <laughs> Chalk outline around my shit guitar that's just smashed on the floor. Well, I don't want to pick it up because then you have to pick up everything. What? The whole thing, like, look, right? So, right. It's something. About, right, the, the best way I've decided to, to, to describe depression, right, is a fuse went, turning off all the f- lights downstairs, right, and I just lived in darkness for a week because I couldn't be asked to open up the fuse box. <laughs> Did you have to change the fuse or just switch? Just it back switch on? it back on. <laughs> <laughs> and I knew this. I knew like this has happened before. All I've got to do is open up that cupboard. <laughs> And do a, and I would you walk past the you walk directly past the fuse box going to the kitchen yeah. and I would just struggle finding things in the kitchen with a torch rather than just flip the switch. Your brain just doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> it's just like, it's just darkness. It's not gonna do anything. <laughs> I mean, living in darkness for your whole day is probably not good for your health. But <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> not really. No, especially in front of a computer screen. Yeah, just burning through your retinas. Yeah. <laughs> It may be in this imaginary land. I'm somebody. <laughs> like no, but yeah, you just can't be asked to do anything. So like, as soon there's a part of me that just never wants to pick up that guitar. But I'm just gonna have to overcome that hurdle or hurdle over it. What as if I pick it up? No, me. you can fuck off. Because <laughs> <laughs> then every time I see it, I'm just like fucking Steve with his fucking tidy. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't say I was gonna refix it to the fucking wall for you. Well, every time just... I walk past on the wall, on the on the fucking floor, then I just, just like, pick it up and lean it in the corner oh, next you to your dick. other one. No, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm gonna start being an adult now. I'm gonna start picking up things and and not not being absolutely destructively lazy. <laughs> I mean, clean things. Like, I didn't know you had to clean the bottom of a toilet. 
Yeah. You know, like underneath, not inside the toilet, mm. underneath on the outside. Yeah. Why? <laughs> because that, you, you piss like all over there. Like piss comes out as like a fine mist as well as just like the street. You just don't want your toilet to smell of piss. No, I just don't you... want piss all over my bathroom. It's not on the toilet. So? You're going to piss in the toilet. If it was... You piss piss everywhere. <laughs> yeah, but People by piss that... in the shower. You don't wash your shower. By that assumption, there's never any good reason to wipe your ass. No, because that causes men- medical problems, right? <laughs> <laughs> there's a reason why so you clean your ass. lingering piss. Like what? Uh... I don't know <laughs> lymphoma. I've never had to. I've never, I've never had to justify. I've this never to gone so far as for it to cause a problem. No, but it's just it's not. It's not. I think personally, I think people just look at it as a cosmetic thing. They just don't like piss everywhere. Well, there is which, that. But who cares? Yeah, that's where you piss. <laughs> yeah, exactly, man. <laughs> Fight the power. No, but who cares if there's piss on your toilet? It's where you piss. <laughs> If you shit on the floor, and there's shit on the floor, it's just, there's shit on the floor. It's where you shit. I don't, I, I'm, not, I'm not with you on this one. Well, you, you're just fucking fussy, aren't you? That's all it is. I'm just more, I'm more natural, more, yeah, that's more with I'm, it, man. I'm yeah. fussy for not wanting piss and shit everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> it's only in the toilet. It's in the bathroom area, man. I don't understand the justification. Well, anyway, look, I didn't know you had to clean the underside, outside of a toilet before. Right, okay. Because it was just, well, when are you lying on the bathroom floor? I don't understand. Like, I'm tall. I'm 6'4". So, like, I don't know if you know this, but I'm 6'4". And uh, I don't see that. I've never seen the bottom of a toilet. Because I've never, like, fallen over in the bathroom. So I just never thought to clean it. So I didn't know you had to clean it. Like, do you have to clean your shower head? Um... Yes, um, I, mean, no. I mean, you cough into your shower head, you sneeze into your shower head, and the, the mist of your head goes in the shower head. So why do you fucking clean your I'd shower say, head? I, I would say you you probably should clean your shower head, but like mostly you clean it out because like it collects like lime scale and blocks up all the holes, so it just gets useless if you don't clean it properly. No, so, yeah, so, so there might be a practical reason yeah, for that, but yeah. not for... Anyway, my new Nick, right? All right. <laughs> Less piss everywhere. <laughs> And uh, yeah, more th- um, uh, floor and things where things go. I think just like putting, I've got a dishwasher now, so it's just that extra effort, yeah. that horrible effort I have to put in <laughs> of like, I finished eating my badly cooked meal and I'm going to put it in a dishwasher. <laughs> What's today? Jam and cornflakes <laughs> blended together with gone off UHT milk. Oh. <laughs> Please tell me that's not real. I don't know. <laughs> It was dark in the kitchen. I, I didn't know what I was cooking. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't be asked to turn the fuse on. If it was anyone else, I wouldn't even have to ask if that was real or not. But with you, I'm never quite sure. It's good. I'm classy. I'm not... It's just that I just don't care. It's just if it's food, I'll eat it. Yeah. So if I've got nothing in the fridge, I'll yeah. just eat whatever I can find in the house somewhere. Because <laughs> at uni, I ate an onion. Yeah. That was, that was dinner. <laughs> it was just like, yeah. You just eat an onion. You ate a goblet of onion that oh, was, was permanently in the fridge. No, oh no, that was for extra. That was for snacking. Oh, right, one yeah. time for dinner, You'd I just, just ate an onion like an apple, yeah, yeah, full of onion, yeah, and cooking. Yeah, you know, I yeah. Mean, uh, it's also the place where we kept the soap. Yeah, and the shoe. Yeah, the the shoe and the construction equipment. Yeah, <laughs> whatever we've what, basically whatever we found. Yeah, we we'll just put it in the fridge. It's gonna last longer. <laughs> yeah, that's what it does. Yeah, and then you criticised me for putting bread in there. 
Yeah, well, their bread's got moisture in it. It's going to go mouldy, you prick. You put crisps in the fridge. <laughs> it makes them crunch, yeah. Right, I'm sure it might, but you can't have a go at me for putting shoes I like in the, the crunch. Fridge. Yeah, because I, like I eat well. shoes. Well, you wear shoes. Shoes are crispy. I, I want mean, cold want... shoes? Yeah, on a hot day. Nothing better than... Maybe they're ice skates. Ice skating slippers, baby. Uh, uh, no. Don't limit yourself. You fucking, you think you're an inception or something? No, yeah, I'm such a close-minded fool for not wanting my footwear in the fridge. <laughs> <You> children. It's <laughs> probably good for your feet, isn't it? I mean, they've got those vents in them to cool your feet down. There's what, better than, you know, <laughs> to help defrost your feet? I don't, I don't know. know. I, don't, I, don't, I don't want my milk tasting like feet. It's in a bottle. You don't keep your milk loose in the fridge. <laughs> Maybe you don't. No, I've got yeah. a milk reservoir in my fridge. <laughs> a reservoir puddle. Yeah. A puddle of milk. Puddle made of milk. Made from... PG version of that other band. Puddle of mud. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> she kind of likes me. <laughs> <laughs> la, 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 love. <laughs> They're a good band, man. Like, they uh, had Apparently a few decent he's albums. Apparently mental. The well, they did like a guy. covers album, I think, did quite they? recently. They did um, Gimme Shelter. Which oh, a lot right. of bands try and do, and it all kind of sounds okay. Mm. But the originals is really good. And not, I'm not even yeah. like, oh, the originals fucking awesome. It's just yeah. it's got its own sound. Yeah, like Corey Taylor did it as uh, in uh, Stone Sour with uh, Chrissy Hale from Hailstorm. Yes, yeah. It did a cover of Gimme Shelter. And it's like, oh yeah, kind of good, but it's Lizzie a different Hale. song. Lizzie Hale. Yeah, Lizzie Hale. Anyway, mm. so from so pulling pulling dogs' teeth to cigarettes in Turkmenistan being illegal. Yeah. Um, to should be I mean sausages can't be illegal yeah I kind of feel bad about comparing that country to diarrhea medicine to be honest you should regret I'm going to take that back oh, yeah. what is it like then antidepressants okay cool it's, it's kind of numb yeah numb and overrated or something I don't know I don't know if it's overrated. I don't know anything about it. <laughs> I don't know. Like it's just Turkmenistan like... say what you like fucking overrated country <laughs> <laughs> No, we're thinking, Banning anti- sausages? What are they talking about? I can't remember whether I fucking said it on the podcast or not, but the way that antidepressants work, I've heard, is that it just tunnels your your emotional experience of the whole life. So, <laughs> like, it's the, like, the benefit is your lows are no longer as low. Right. Like, it, it heightens your lows yeah. to make them less bad. And lowers your but highs. But it lowers your highs. Right. <laughs> Which I don't know how what the fucking chemical for that is. No. Like what 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 herb so do you it's... eat to limit your experience of life? T- <laughs> <laughs> this all fucking medicine are is just a fucking plant that's been ground yeah, up. It's, 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 it's all chemistry, and that's all kind of natural stuff. Well, it's all got to be from eventually. It's it? come from something. Yeah. yeah. Um, that's that's what audio compression is. <laughs> it picks up the lows and it lows the highs, and it gets it all on like an even keel. Oh. Yeah. Zoloft. So, now Zoloft for podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> Right, so, onto a bit of news. <clears throat> Not sure how relevant this was. Oh, this was actually an article that I found as soon as we finished recording the last podcast, because um, we were talking about him. Um, so, two senior North Korean officials were executed with an anti-aircraft gun in early August on the orders of Kim Jong-un. Bit strong? Bit strong. I mean, anti- <laughs> I mean, you have to... It can kill a plane. <laughs> it can take something from the sky. The Lord of the Sky. Um, Ri Yong-jin, a senior official in the education ministry, possibly minister, I mean, they don't know, apparently, was arrested for dozing off during a meeting with Kim. 
and charged with corruption before being killed. <laughs> <laughs> he's fallen asleep. Therefore, he's corrupt. <laughs> Therefore, shoot him with a fucking yeah, cannon. He's fallen asleep. Fetch me the gun that we use to kill Biggles. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just fucking Game of Thrones. Yeah. It's just that fucking bastard uh, boy king guy. He's just looking for any excuse to... Yeah, Joffrey. Joffrey, yeah. Yeah. Prob- yeah, I mean, just... I bet. I wonder what it'd be like to shoot someone with an anti-aircraft gun. You look tired. <laughs> Play a lullaby. <laughs> Someone play a lullaby and was shooting for the fucking cannon. There's a guy that showed up, um, like, I, last week, I think, and that he's he's been presumed dead for, like, 12 years, and he was, he was an American tourist who was just going oh, around yeah. Korea, and Kim Jong-un just took him to teach him English. <laughs> <laughs> he's just, like, walking around the rice paddies, and he's like, that one, I want that one. <laughs> And now, now this guy's like, yeah, he's kidnapped and taken back to South Korea. And now he's got like a family there and shit. It's just, it's <laughs> <laughs> just. <laughs> I don't know why, but I assumed it wasn't his choice. The whole thing. No, and it, it was. Well, he might have he gone was a... kept there. Like he was. He... No, but like even the family wasn't his choice. <laughs> it was just here is your family. <laughs> <laughs> just led into a room. It's like this is your new life. <laughs> you will see me tomorrow at nine, all and and fix my broken English accent. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, father. What? <laughs> Oh my god, they're ripping out the dog's teeth. <laughs> oh, don't worry. But it's, it's, it's weird how it's different to babies, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sorry, carry on, I interrupted. No, no, fine. He was, um, and another person was purged over a p- proposed project seen as direct challenge to Kim's leadership. What well, kind of art purged. project or whatever construction project is trying to overthrow me, this bastard? <laughs> Uh, Kim has I carried disagree out... with this macaroni artwork. <laughs> this, this macaroni artwork Depicting is trying me. to kill me. Look, I'm not smiling. There's no fucking glitter on this. <laughs> hey, minus! <laughs> try shot in the face! <laughs> get uh, in the cannon! <laughs> or at least try to get your face in the cannon. <laughs> okay. Alright, how about next? We shoot someone out of an anti-aircraft gun. Into someone. <laughs> See what worlds will collide. <laughs> uh, it says, Kim has carried out a series of executions since taking power in 2011 after his father's death, as he puts his mark on the leadership of the isolated nuclear-armed nation. The most high-profile was the killing three years ago of his uncle and one-time deputy, uh, Jang Song Thayuk. He had about 50 officials executed in 2014 on charges ranging from graft to watching South Korean soap operas. <laughs> Jesus. Brand loyalty. Yeah. Don't, don't you fucking watch anything from over the border. South Korean. <laughs> South? Hang on. Get in the you, gun. Did you, <laughs> did you say, did you say Sindian, Tim? That's, uh, that's the South Korean version of that show. As is Mindian Nim. <laughs> Kill him. Yeah. What kind of name is Nim? <laughs> Don't question the names. It's just a fucking weird world, man. There's yeah. kind of stuff still happening. And, and it's not like there's footage of any of this. Like, there's a whole media blackout over there. We don't read their newspapers or no. anything. I imagine you might be able to, but... Well, people like, spend years this is all just trying hearsay. to escape from that country. Well, 14 years just for yeah. being able to speak English. Yeah. <laughs> guy, give me the family. I remember Google Maps, like, published a load of video 
not video, like um, overhead oh, yeah. footage last year or the year before or something of like all their prison camps. <laughs> like, fucking loads of them. Yeah, because like some family members had escaped over the border and mm. they wanted to find their family members who had been merged into North Korean society or whatever. Yeah. It's a fucking weird place. Yeah. On to lighter news. <laughs> um, self-styled dating and relationship ex- expert Dan Bacon offers his solutions <laughs> to this problem in a blog entitled How to Talk to a Woman Who is Wearing Headphones. The article on his website, The Modern Man, is packed with tips for would-be Romeos slash pickup artists on how to make a woman remove her headphones before getting her to succumb to their charm. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a brilliant system. Brilliant, yeah. uh, brilliant five-step five plan to um, get a woman to take her earphones out so that you can seduce her. Number one, stand in front of her. Very important. Yeah. Uh, with one, two, one and a half metres between you. So pretty close, but not too close. But metres not that just far right. away. Just right, perfect. Mm. Two, have a confident, easygoing smile. So don't growl. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> don't have your mouth wide open. Just, uh, you know, smile easily, but going. And uh, confidently. Three, if she hasn't already looked up at you, I mean, she probably would, just stood there smiling. Simply get her attention with a wave of your hand. Wave your hand in her direct line of vision so she can see it. So don't wave behind you. Don't wave politely. Just put it right in her vision. (laughs) Lean into it with that big, easygoing smile. (laughs) Number four. When she looks at you, smile and point to her headphones and say, take off your headphones for a minute. And pretend to be taking headphones off your head so that she fully understands what you're saying. (laughs) (laughs) If she doesn't understand, in brackets, most women will, simply gesture that you want to talk to her by briefly pointing back and forth from you to her and say, I want to talk to you for a minute. (laughs) In most cases... You won't have to go to that extreme, but some girls are shy and will be hesitant to take the headphones off right away because they're feeling a lot of nervousness and excitement about what is happening. Excited. <laughs> well, I'm going to take my headphones really off excited. in a minute. This could be pretty cool. <laughs> Number five, and the final step. Then do what we call acknowledging the awkwardness by quickly mentioning something about the awkwardness of the moment. See the conversation example below. To demonstrate you understand that approaching a woman in this way isn't the most common of experiences for either party. This helps put her at ease and know that you are a cool guy who she can relax and open up to. Is this is this a flirting thing? Yeah, apparently. Where, where the fuck have you found this and what were you looking for? Apparently the internet got really pissed off, basically. Oh. So like the article was Twitter gone mad that this guy's advice... And, like, belittled them and given them loads of hatred and stuff. Right. Because it's really patronising to women or whatever. What was the article? Patronising to women? (laughs) Well, yeah, because apparently... Patronising to anyone who doesn't know how to get someone to take their fucking headphones off. (laughs) 
Who doesn't know to smile at someone if you want them to acknowledge you and maybe do something with you? I like this whole thing. He's like, he's, do, he's, do, he's doing a smile and a wave and then he like does the motion of like the back and forth yeah. and, like to get to talk. And then, I mean, he and said, then she, she can does I take it, my and headphones like, off? Yes, and like in a really like positive way. And he's like, there, there's a bus. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming for you. <laughs> Keanu Reeves is driving it. I don't think he can slow down. <laughs> But it's just one who needs a fucking guide like this, especially when step three is like, ask them to take their headphones off. <laughs> I never thought of that. No. I never thought of it before. But um, there, are, there are loads of people um, tweeting stuff like, um, don't talk to a woman who's got her headphones in. You know, it, as in the, the situation of... Because um, obviously this can be used by creepy people who don't understand social cues and will just keep on bugging someone who's trying to ignore them and avoid eye contact and just ignore the, like, mm. block out all the noise. Um, but because, I mean, Venice, creepy people... I've been known to walk around with headphones playing nothing just to get people to <laughs> leave me alone. Well, it's, it's just... good in supermarkets. It's that fucking sect of people, man. It's like the, the, the Michael Jackson sect who's like, it should be fine to sleep in a bed with a kid. You know, it's fine. Mm. I mean, there's nothing wrong. Nothing, no sex or anything. Mm. And it's just like, yeah, but you don't understand social. You know, yeah. it's just no, just no. We would prefer it if you yeah. didn't do that. And so would the parents of the mm. children that you're putting in these beds. Yeah. I mean, I had a mate growing up who was, who would read things like this. Yeah, the guy with the yes, Harrier jump jet. Yeah, right. And his thing was, he came out. He's out of the blue one day. He said, "You know, if a twelve-year-old girl is flexing in a pub, you should be able to go up to the father and say." You know, your your daughter's a really good gymnast. You know, and it's like, where did that come from? What's yeah. going on? And the guy would just punch you in the face because you're looking and leering at his daughter. Yeah. And he was going, no, but, you know, I'm not actually, it's not sexual. It's just, it's, it's, it's platonic. It's just, I've noticed that she would be a good gymnast. So I will tell her father so that her father will be more proud of her. Mm. It's, it's like, a very interesting uh, forward-thinking way to commit suicide. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's just, you know, technically, you know, you're not doing anything wrong, no. so it's fine. The trouble with that... It's like, no, you're doing so much wrong, it's not in the spectrum that you're analysing. Yeah, it. it's like, in, in that, it, in actuality, you're not physically doing anything wrong, but you are asking so much trust from someone that has no idea who you are. This is just, it's just, and, and what benefit are you getting out of this yeah. whole experience? Why, yeah. Like, Why? he wants to be complimented on complimenting this child. Like, if you own a school for gymnasts, and you think they would benefit, or they would be of some benefit to your school, then go up to the parents and give them a card or something. Yeah, Maybe, because, but, but when is that, that going to that, happen? That's what you would be associating it with, is yeah. like, I'm looking for gymnasts, she's a gymnast. Yes. But in, in that example, he's just, he's I'm just, just a stranger looking at your daughter. Yeah. And I think she's pretty flexible. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's, dude, that's, just fucking no. And why? that's the creeping. That's, that's what makes it creepy. Is they're just, people are just unaware of that environment and, and unaware of their actions and what they're doing. Yeah. You know, like, uh, and, and he would find stuff like this and he would go through the steps and be like, oh, I've done this. Like one of his biggest accomplishments was getting his girlfriend to give one of his friends a blowjob. And it was like, well, well done. done. <laughs> Jesus know, Christ. Fucking boyfriend of the year there. Like, you yeah. really good guy. I mean, I'm sure it's love. <laughs> it's nothing, <laughs> nothing says love like adultery. I'm sure you had to try really hard to get her to betray your trust. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. So and it's just I think it's just people they either want they, they I mean everyone's different and everyone deals with discovering that they're different in different ways. But decide, finding out that you're different and then trying to be the embodiment of that difference can be kind of a sink or swim moment. Mm. Like if you figure out that you love musicals and you want to go and write a load of musicals, that's kind of accepted. Yeah. If you like awkward social situations and enjoy making people awkward, uh, you know, maybe it could be okay. Mm. But if you like perverting over everything, then you might need to know to keep it in check. Yeah. Time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's just the fucking social agreement that the world has and you know, have to work together. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. The creepy people just don't know. Like I said, I, like I always said, if I'm walking down a dark alley and a girl's walking towards me, I'm kind of aware that I should probably act as, unthreatening as possible whilst accepting that I'll probably be a little bit threatening. Yeah. So don't like yell out, I'm not going to kill you yeah. or anything like that. It's just keep my mouth shut and yeah. maybe sing a song yeah. in a high pitched voice. Not like a, if you go down to the woods today. <laughs> don't whistle slowly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fucking whistle the theme from Kill Bill. <laughs> Yeah, um, but yeah, some people just don't know that, don't get it, and so they just kind of... I've got of that thing. I, more... I, I can sort of say... I've had that thing of, like, walking past women and, mm. and them, like, you get a sense that they feel a bit vulnerable, mm. and I'll just spend that time just, like, looking at my phone or just... Yeah, yeah. Just not... But the creepy yeah. people, the thing that separates them is just, they just don't know... They don't, they're not self-aware, so they mm. don't get it. Like, I, you know, I'm going to have to start writing down all the shit I say on these podcasts, <laughs> or at least start listening to them. Yeah. You know, so I don't know. I'm, uh, th- there was a guy I used to work with in a soft play center, which uh, my cousin owned. So I just needed some cash in hand work mm. and uh, just this like cafe. So like making drinks and food and whatever. And there was a guy there who was a twin. He, was, he had an identical twin and they both worked there from time to time. And he had like a thick handlebar mustache. He was like 23, 24. Mm. He was American. And he had a re- he was he had a really like, lame kind of action, limp handshakes uh. and stuff like that. Just really fucking. Uh. Uh. But he would tell me how he um, he found out the way to make a woman love him. You know, like the Dennis system in fucking it's yeah, all the yeah, yeah. And his system. I'm confident I've said this before on the podcast, but anyway, well, I'll edit it out if I find it. Um, his key was to. Tell him to tell his girlfriend that he's got to go and he's not sure if he's coming back. Mm. And um, uh, no, it was to tell her that, you know, like five people die every day in this neighborhood by getting hit by cars as they're crossing the street or in road traffic accidents. Mm. So I'm just going to go for a drive. And so you tell her some horrible news that's going to remind her of your mortality. Yeah. And then you slam the door as like a Darren Brown sound association thing. Oh, God. And then when you come in, you have to tell them more bad news. <laughs> so like he's like Googled this way to make someone love him. Please, I need somebody to love me. I've given all the limp handshakes. But it's not real. It's like, it's just how fucking... to induce Stockholm Syndrome? <laughs> it was just like, just be, I mean, it's fucking cliche, but just be yourself and maybe you'll find someone similar. Maybe they'll yeah. be an equally horrible person. Maybe they'll be an equally yeah. good person. You'll get who know. you deserve. But just, yeah, it's people looking for guides and, like, what are you going to do if that fails? Like, complain. Yeah. <laughs> Make a complaint to the dating website or whatever. <laughs> but even fucking, I'm on Match.com at the moment, yeah. and um, I get notifications on my phone that tell me when any woman has looked at my profile. Oof. And the wording is, like, 
um, Amy575 has just looked at your profile, look at hers and go find her. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, wow. Quickly. Pretty quickly. Yeah, it's like, now is your time to strike. It's oh. like, okay. <laughs> I mean, this might motivate some bad people to do some bad things. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think dating advice as well is probably just a bit of a weird field anyway. I mean, nobody likes to think that love can be manufactured or people can be manipulated into emotion. Yeah. So there's that deterrence. But then there's also just the kind of weirdness of you don't naturally know how to interact with other human beings. No. You must be a psychopath. At the end of the day, I can understand it because it's a, it's a kind of a strict set of circumstances and chemical reactions that cause you to feel the way you do about anyone and anything in any given situation. But the idea that we can like personally understand the complexity of that to a point where we can boil it down to applying it to any person mm. is ridiculous. Yeah. Well, it's a skill. It's just a skill. Like some people are good at talking to people. Yeah. Some people aren't. Yeah. And they say the wrong thing or they make the weird, they make um, strange body actions when they're doing things. Mm. Like one of the early ones that I got told was, um, if you're going to shake someone's hand, um, put your hand all the way open palm facing up when you go to like, Oh, Hey, how's it going? Because subliminally, that's meant like to reaching out to them, be a thing of um, comfort, like and they're an open, honest person. You know, yeah. they kind of got nothing to hide or but you hear whatever all of it this is. Stuff and it's like contradictory. It's like in some instances, like using both hands to shake someone's hands is good, and then in others, it's like using both hands can be intimidating and shouldn't be done. I'm like, it's, but like, it's, we said, like we, you said earlier, like I mean, a limp-wristed handshake is like a ugh. fucking horrible thing, and you, you don't know what to do in it. So it's just like yeah. it's the number one rule is don't do that. Yeah, and then don't do too. Strong. So there is like body language rules and stuff like there that. There was a guy that came to our work and he was um, he was like a rep for a fitness company and they make like outdoor fitness equipment and he was he was a big dude like he was a personal trainer and he was a rep for this company and he shook my hand and he nearly broke my fucking hand <laughs> like and he he didn't have like bare hands or anything like that he just like fucking vice grip and I'm like. That's not going to sell you many things. That's good. That's good. That's just going to leave me bruised. Wow, this guy's this guy's hand is really strong. Yeah, I better buy his stuff. I better buy his stuff for kids. <laughs> Get the kids nice and strong. But yeah, so there's definitely body language stuff, like tips and, and, and things that you can do to help. But it's just a gen, and people can tell if you're being um, fake. Yeah. If you're being forced. I mean, you can yeah. be really good at it or whatever, but there's a definite a sense of something's off. From my experience, somebody. like it can take any kind of personality to um, to attract anyone. All you really have to be is confident. Mm. Like it's as long as as long as you're confident about who you are, whether other people perceive that who you are to be a good or a bad thing, essentially you'll find the person that you're looking for. Mm. I think. Well, it's just people look for lots of different things in people. Yeah. It's not, you say it's not boilerplate. It's not no. just fucking there's one way to do everything. Yeah. But yeah, there's something inherently creepy about trying to find out how to make someone love you. That's why I find the whole teaching women how to catch a man thing is like, it's so fucking insanely creepy to me. Oh, we never caught up with that one, did we? No, you should look it up. I should uh, find out some more stuff for next week about it. Mm. Anyway, creepy people look up for dating advice. All right. Um, giant pandas. All right, I'm with you. No longer listed as endangered. Big success. They're now only vulnerable. <laughs> so, so their endangerment or extinction meter has been upgraded. So yeah. They must have started having sex again, or they must have. I mean, you don't hear of pandas in the wild. I mean, they must be. 
well, some somewhere. They can't just, all be in Edinburgh Zoo. I think they're just not like native here. They're in Asia and China, aren't they? Yeah, but are they wild? Are they like they yeah. keep them wild? Yeah, yeah you, they live in the rainforests. So. Yeah, it must over be. there. But yeah, I assume because they were endangered, like oh, they're in danger, so we put them all in a zoo or something. But I've never, never seen that many in the wild. But either way, they must be reproducing. Well, the, yeah, like the problem they have in the in the uh, in captivity is they find it really hard to get them to reproduce, and they're saying, oh, they ju- they just don't fuck or whatever. They're just they're they're just really picky, and I'm like, well. Yeah, but if you dragged me from the wild and shoved me in a cage with some fucking heifer across the way, and we're, and we're like, okay, now fuck, and like, and then I'm just surrounded by people just waiting for me to fuck this thing that I've never seen before, much less I'm attracted to. Like, it, I, I can understand maybe why, but maybe they're just more sensitive than most animals to think to things like that. I don't know, but there was a theory that they um that the uh, they stopped reproducing properly in the wild because of the destruction of their environment or something like that. So, like, they're actually kind of, like... <laughs> they're actually, like, managing their own numbers dependent on um, the size of the area that they had available to them, which is something that humans don't do. All right, okay. Um, but then that's... Very awesome. higher intelligence. Yeah, of like, exactly. We haven't got the square footage for another exactly. child. <laughs> exactly. Well, it's... In fact, it, it is a survival thing, because you're like, I want to live for as long as possible. If I have a child in this instance, I can't, because it's got to eat, and I want to live, so fuck it. <laughs> it's going to heal my fucking bamboo. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then, I don't know, that might all be bollocks. Yeah. I'm not sure. But, I, yeah, I didn't realise that they were on the up. Yeah, apparently. Uh, they've, they've started um, making more of a presence. I don't know whether that's just because better TV's come out. Whatever. Just, uh, <laughs> stick around a Something to stick around for. Yeah, well, better call Saw Season 3. I mean, what's going to happen? Dude, I, mean, I haven't even it? finished Season 2 yet. Season 2's awesome. I stopped. I, 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 I need to pick it back up again. It's it, Once you watch Season 2, you'll be excited for Season 3. Yeah. It's been described... The best way it's been described to me is the best show... The most exciting show where nothing happened. Because <laughs> it's, it's fucking character based. It's brilliant. Season one, I was glued to start to finish. Season two, I've had a little bit more trouble uh, getting into. I think, mm. but I think it's just because I just I just fell out of the habit and started watching other things. On to uh, more news: a French woman who underwent the world's first partial face transplant has died in hospital, aged forty-nine, after a long illness. Isabelle Dinois, who lost her mouth and nose after a after a dog bite. Not like dog bites. Just one. Just, uh, it's implied a one dog bite took her mouth and nose. Give me that. <laughs> <laughs> I fetched it, didn't I? <laughs> Made medical history in 2005 when she was given a partial face transplant using tissue from a brain-dead woman in a 15-hour operation. Uh, Dinoir died in April. Le Figaro, Le Figaro revealed, which was confirmed by doctors who said they had not previously announced her death to protect her family's privacy. Do the right. hospitals announce your death when you die? To the world? Yeah, there's like, well, you, you, go, on, you go on like a register. You get yeah. like a certificate. Yeah, like you're 25 metres in swimming and stuff. <laughs> yeah, they don't like step Sponsored outside the front of the hospital on a podium. No, 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 it's not like here you, Diane he, has he. died! Yeah. Diane, the woman with half a face, Jones. Well, two halves of a face. Two halves one of was face. from a brain-dead woman, which is very important for some reason. Oh. I guess it means that she wasn't dead. She they have was... to point out that they didn't just go in the night and take some other woman's face. Well, they just didn't want to say sleeping. a dead woman. Like, oh, yeah. she was kind of alive. I mean, her face was alive, but her mm. brain wasn't. So, 
assuming let's let, let's pretend that it was the it was it was the facial thing that caused her death would you rather live the rest of your life with half a face or half the rest of your life with a full face and i'm i'd have my own half a face missing to be honest you get yeah it's a conversation starter yeah i mean forget the five steps to get a woman to take her earplugs out have half a face yeah that'll do it <laughs> and then try a big confident easygoing smile <laughs> see how far half that a, goes half a smile <laughs> yeah. now the smile will be there just half the lips <laughs> you're like two-face well the article goes on she starts to uh talk oh well doctors did not reveal the exact cause of death um but they did but a newspaper reported that she rejected the transplant last year and lost part of the use of her lips. It took 10 years to reject the transplant. 10 or 15. So I until think, then, yeah. her body was just like, eh, I kind of like it. Eh, it's kind of all right. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe in summer, I'll like the light better. And what? So there's half her face, half of her mouth wasn't saying, the, wasn't <laughs> accentuating the words <laughs> as, as much as the other one? Yes. Uh, for months before the transplant, she had, in quotes, the face of a monster, she said. <laughs> She right. had no mouth, and her teeth and gums were exposed, skull-like, in a, in quotes, reminder of death. Most <laughs> of her nose was missing, but she had no hatred for her dog, Tanya, who she felt had been trying to save her at the time. So the dog... She's trying to pull the, her from a burning but, building by <laughs> her face. <laughs> I love the idea that she was trying to console her dog. But couldn't quite get the words out because of the mangled face. And the dog had no idea what was going on and thought it did something bad. It's like, you know what? I forgive you. The dog's like, what do you want? You want me to sit down? You want me to lay down? What were you trying to say? <laughs> I don't care that I ate half your face. <laughs> yeah. I'm completely cool with that. I'm a fucking dog. <laughs> Run out of pedigree chum. You still had your face. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you remember that time you shoved my nose in shit? Um, I wasn't a fan of that. <laughs> now maybe you know how it feels. Yeah, so no-brainer. Sorry, a no-facer. Oh! <laughs> Stands up on both legs. Starts walking around. Oh! Yeah. <laughs> it was through British press reports that she discovered her donor had killed herself. She said she felt a bond to her, in quotes, twin sister, through their suicidal urges. And that it was someone who wanted to die like her. It's odd to know that she saved me, she said. After the transplant, she said she was determined to make a success of her life, learning to eat and speak, and also wanting to be able to kiss. I mean, right. learning to eat. I guess, well, yeah, I guess if you've got half a face, you have to mm. eat differently. Uh, two years after the transplant, she described in a book that the hardest thing was accepting the inside of someone else's mouth. It was odd to touch it with my tongue. It was soft. It was horrible. Apparently she had a hard mouth before. Uh, she said the discovery of a hair on her chin, um, in, uh, she said this, it was odd, I'd never had one. I thought, it's me that's given this hair life, but the actual hair belongs to the, my donor. Right. Sometimes I put my hand to my face to check that it's still there. So, All right. like, she got half a face from someone that had a hair on it and she got yeah. very baffled. I mean, it must be weird having someone else's yeah, face. Yeah, yeah, I not like that. I'm not, like, going to shit on her that much. No. You know, you have got someone else's face, so... Yeah. But, still, sucks. I mean, if your dog ripped half your face off it's and, still, and you still love your dog, that's, like, the clingiest woman in the world. Yeah. Like, I mean, there's you people who You have to have stay. nobody else at that point, 
right? Yeah, a friend has to step in and be like, I think you should kill your dog. At least get rid of your dog. It ate your face. Yeah. It's like, oh, he's fine. It just like opens the curtains to the back garden. It's just a pile of dead animals in there. And the dog's just like... (laughs) No face. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, loads of animal faces all over the lawn. How could you fucking trust it? Like, you couldn't watch certain films in front of it. You can't watch Hannibal Lecter in front of the dog. Or face off. (laughs) Yeah. Just like, ah, I think we should change this. Don't want to give him any more ideas. <laughs> Cujo. <laughs> cool. And lastly on my news list, something that I'm not convinced is real, but it might be real. It probably is. Uh, George Carlin is in the news. Really? Um, yeah, he's got a new special coming up. Um, at the moment, brand new special. Live um, from beyond the grave. <laughs> yeah, it was a special. I'm was, not against it. It was a special that was recorded 15 years ago. Uh, 2001-ish, um, on September 10th, 2001. Oh, um, right. The day before September 11th. Yeah. And the title of it was... <laughs> I want to get this exactly sorry, right. Sorry, sorry. Never forget. Carry on. <laughs> yeah. The original name of the uh, special was I Kind of Like It When A Lot Of People Die. <laughs> <laughs> Funny till the end. And the next day... <laughs> Like 3,000 people died. <laughs> also, apparently, in the show, he makes a joke that Osama Bin Laden's flatulence could bring down a plane. <laughs> <laughs> and then the next day, fucking three planes or whatever, <laughs> directed by Osama Bin Laden, smash into New York. I thought 9-11 was Osama Bin Laden's coming out party. I didn't realise he, he was very he was he was known a, before. He was like a CIA agent before then. He what? worked for the CIA or something like that. Did he? Yeah, yeah. Shit. Like, well, the, the, yeah, the training that he was given by America was mm. what was used against America, I believe. It might just be conspiracy shit, but I'm yeah. pretty sure that was uh, pretty verified. Yeah. And yeah, he was probably beheading people or something at the time. Mm. But, I mean, it was the day before. Maybe, like, he'd made a big press release. Yeah. Like, oh, by the way, some shit's happening. Yeah. <laughs> Just wait a couple of days. You'll know my name. You'll know my name. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, fucking George Carlin, the legend. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know when he passed, um, but it um, would have been after September. Mate, well, it must oh, have been after, after September. It was, it was, like, five years ago, I think. Yeah. So, it must have had... He had more special since then, yeah. I think. Well... I yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know yeah, whether he did. he did it up. I think he did it up until his uh, final he, year. He, he, we did one what, every every year. Yeah, but then if he did it in his last year or whatever. But anyway, the guy's a fucking hilarious, amazing, yeah. uh, comedy changing kind of guy. Mm. And uh, yeah, I just, <laughs> this is so fucking perfect. Yeah, that he records a special the day before nine eleven called "I Kind of Like It When a Lot of People Die." Yeah, about Osama bin Laden and plane crashes, like. <laughs> What was his fucking reaction to the whole thing? <laughs> was someone at my show? You know? <laughs> Just thought that show was really good and that some of the London could bring down a couple of fucking jet planes. Let's do this. <laughs> I like to think that, yeah, so September 11th hits and like uh, everything goes down. And he kind of feels bad about it, but at the same time, he kind of wants to be a dick. So he's got studio execs calling him up all the time, being like, hey, so we really can't do this now. And he's like, why? Why not? Why? <laughs> What, you think I had something to do with this? I had nothing to do with it. Yeah. <laughs> go from hippy-dippy weatherman to, like, 9-11. To the 9-11 denier. Just <laughs> <laughs> fucking, like, he went from being, like, real straight, mad many, kind of man in a suit doing 
st- straight jokes that weren't too wacky. <laughs> then to hippy dippy weatherman. Then to terrorist. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, I don't know how true that is, but we'll find out because apparently it's coming out soon. And obviously that'd be fucking brilliant to watch. Yeah, definitely. Because George Carlin's awesome to watch anyway, but to watch something knowing that the next day <laughs> a lot of his jokes are going to be taken very badly yeah. if they were to be released would be quite funny. I haven't watched that Joan Rivers thing, actually. Wasn't there oh, a yeah. thing about her doing a set like the day after 9-11 or something like that? Yeah, well, I know that... I don't know Because the there were all shows in New York were pretty much cancelled for a week, two weeks, for a while. Well, I don't know. I think there were still shows going. I mean, yeah, I mean, there must have and been she, some she kind had, of like, fallout. She had the first there were show still after there. 9-11 She definitely had York. the first big joke about yeah. 9-11. Like, the first one that came out. Mm. And her joke was about, what, I think it was 3,000 people died. Um, say 1,500 of those were women. Mm. Um, you know, three out of four marriages fail. Yeah. Every, every the, All the families of the victims got a million dollars. All I'm going to say is... There was one woman at home hating her husband, <laughs> you know, about to break up with him and couldn't figure out the words and, and was fucking glorified happy when the plane hit. And then the second plane hit and she was like, yes, thank you, God. So that was, it was a joke in that kind of yeah. vein that she got quite famous for, yeah. Yeah. She, was, she started doing a show, I think it was called In Bed with Joan Rivers. Where she yeah, interviewed, she just people, interviewed from people from bed. Yeah. Like she was in bed with them, yeah. Yeah. Apparently Joe Rogan was meant to do one, but she uh, died before uh, he got a chance to use Yeah, was that last year that she died? Or was it? it wasn't this year, was Quite it? recently, but yeah, at least yeah. last year, maybe the year before. Yeah. But yeah, she was uh, very offensive to a lot of people, but people didn't mind because she was an old lady. So was, yeah. For some reason it was fine for them, but bad for well, She uh, was already communities. kind of a legend at that point. Mm. Like she'd been around for a long time. Yeah, yeah. I guess once, you, well, it's like um, Jim Jeffries said, like, however famous you are, the more famous you are, the more likely you can be accepted as a paedophile. You know, like <laughs> Charlie, Charlie Chaplin, yeah. Elvis, you know. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, the guy who wrote that uh, American football song, da- uh, Gary Glitter. Was like, yeah. The song's all right, yeah. but you're still a paedophile. So. <laughs> <laughs> but it doesn't work if you're really famous for being a paedophile. <laughs> Well, Bill Cosby, like, people didn't believe it. <laughs> they always come out and admitted it. Yeah. It's like, I imagine they still deny it. But Yeah. You know. His thing was rape, though, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. He wasn't Sorry. a pedophile. Yeah, he was... Different he was ball a, games. wasn't even a date rapist. He didn't go on dates with them. He just drugged them. <laughs> he didn't bother taking them out. No. Didn't even... I was going to say he didn't even buy him a drink, but that's... <laughs> He wasn't a complete non-gentleman. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's, uh, that's most of uh, the stuff that I've got this week. Cool. Um, we got onto Stalin at some point last week. Yeah. I think. And yeah, about the most evil dictators or something. Yeah, and for some reason I, I, I started, um, I, I, I went into a little bit of a history hall and I found this fucking badass shit. Like, there wasn't, um, wasn't him. It was someone he was warring with. It's, um, President Josip Bros Tito. Tito! Uh, Tito! Yeah, it's spelled T-I-T-O. So yeah, it's perfect. It was like, just after World War II, um, Stalin wanted um, wanted Tito to join as like a satellite state, so Russia, which is like, he wanted to join Yugoslavia. Right. Um, 
I think, I guess, in the same way that like Georgia and maybe Ukraine were for a while or right. something like that. Um, Tito said no. Uh, it was like, um, as a matter of national pride, we want to retain our uh, our national identity and all that, all of that. Um, and the uh, the Soviets said it's like an act of disloyalty and stuff. Um, uh, act of disloyalty to the USSR. Anyway, um, there was like some bad blood, but they were just kind of like both went their separate ways a little bit. Um, but in secret, Stalin started sending assassins, like, to kill <laughs> Tito. And, like, it just... Um, and, and they couldn't get the job done for some reason. And in Stalin's personal effects after he died was a letter from Tito saying, Stop sending people to kill me. We've already captured five of them. One of them with a bomb. Another one with a rifle. If you don't stop sending killers, I'll send a very fast-working one to Moscow, and I certainly won't have to send another. <laughs> Click. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and that was found in his personal effects, so maybe it worked. <laughs> his personal effects, next to his backstabbed body. <laughs> yeah. And then I got into another one about Genghis Khan. I don't know why. It was just it was just history week this week, I guess. And like, so Genghis Khan, he he was uh, he sent. Um, I can't remember any of the place names or any of this shit. It's just yeah. lots of long words. That I can't seem to memorize. Um, so he sent there was there was a big state, and he sent like um, a, a a group of like five hundred caravans to them because he was like this would be a good state to set up uh, trades with, and they didn't like Genghis, and they said no, and they killed a bunch of people on them, and then sent them back, and Genghis was like okay, um, I still want to trade, let's let's try some more. So he sends some like important senators and figures and stuff down there, and then they were like no, and they cut the heads off and sent them the heads. So he was like, uh, okay. And then he sent uh, 100,000 soldiers down there, <laughs> wiped out the city, um, like burnt it to the ground, found the people leading the city, poured boiling silver into their eyes and ears, like to kill them <laughs> off, and then re-diverted a river to take <laughs> out the city. <laughs> We're going to learn how engineering works and yeah. agriculture and architect, like, my own kind of river weapon. <laughs> Use it to wash you away from history. <laughs> exactly. Like, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, <laughs> Kill with a river. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's the, that's the most ridiculous shit I've ever heard. You just don't get that stuff anymore. It's, I, it's, you don't get that kind of ambition or dedication. No, exactly. Because we're, we're so over-medicated by this society. We've got planes and, bomb, and bombs and shit. Like, bombs are boring compared to re-diverting a river. <laughs> but I wonder, uh, the river must have been done after everyone was killed. Because I think they would have gotten the impression that something was going, going wrong when a river was being built towards them. <laughs> Well, I think I, I I would imagine like this the the place that they were flooding was like within a valley or like something like that. So they could literally just redivert it at one point, and the water would just flow naturally towards it. So they wouldn't have to like build <laughs> like, build a, a river. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> You'll see. Yeah. Oh, this is uh, the new Victoria line we're putting in, new <laughs> underground line. So really good, good, be great. <laughs> is it waterproof? Oh, yeah, it is. <laughs> Uh, it's weatherproof. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, UK shop owners demand to go back to selling in ounces and pounds after Brexit. 
Okay. Um, shop owners are demanding the right to sell produce in pounds and ounces after Brexit. Current EU laws state that the sale of goods must be in kilograms and grams, and imperial units can only be used as a supplementary indication. So they can like put it on the label and shit, but you can't be like, this is a pound, and that's right. it. Um, Pound line would be very different if that was the case. Yeah. Uh, this is, uh, in 2000, to comply with European legislation, the government made it a criminal act, a criminal act, for a greengrocer, for a greengrocer to sell a pound of bananas. It's the exact wording of the article, which is fucking stupid. Like, I, it's the independent. I expected a bit more of them, but it's like, it's illegal to sell a pound of bananas. All right, the sun. Yeah. <laughs> it's a bit... It's a, criminal yeah. act. Exactly. It's like, it's not illegal to sell a pound of bananas. It's it, it's it's illegal to label it incorrectly, or whatever. Um, we thought this was outrageous then, and we think it's outrageous now. <laughs> and with our exit from EU, the legal basis of compulsory matri- compulsory matrification <laughs> will be replaced. It's now time to restore freedom of choice. Freedom of confusion. Exactly. Freedom of lack of uniform. It's ridiculous. Peter Bone, a Tory MP, described the idea as being first class and said he hopes the government embraces it. All right, so there's three countries in the world that don't use the metric system. That's it. (laughs) Three. All right, okay. The US, that's a big one. That's like, um, I think that's like 14% of our trade in total, comes from the US. The other two are Liberia and Myanmar. What? Myanmar? That's it. <laughs> yep. They, they got a trade agreement with uh, Turkmenistan. Or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. another flag with poo. Well, first of all, don't trust someone who describes uh, a movement as first class. I don't trust anyone who measures the um, success of something or the likelihood of something or the love of something using postage. I think <laughs> I think if it's not next day delivery, it's not worth doing. Yeah. Like first class is no longer first class. First class is like that's the fourth choice on your list. You've got All these fucking s- EU laws with their postage based metaphors. <laughs> yeah. I want I, I want a plan to be, you know, on a Saturday before nine. <laughs> before I even consider fucking getting getting on board with that. I think it's an arriving tomorrow between eight and five kind of idea. <laughs> Uh, personally, I think uh, left with a neighbour or in a safe place would probably be the, the, the kind of the tier one. <laughs> At least you know you're getting it eventually. Yeah. But they were like, they, they said, uh, oh, the, the US is, is our biggest trade partner and they use, uh, they, they still use like pounds and ounces and shit. It's ridiculous that we ever had to change. It's like, they're our biggest individual trade partner. Yeah. Which comprises 14% of our trade. So fuck everyone else, apparently. But fuck just- China. Fuck Japan. They have a completely different language system, but we've still managed to agree to use the same weights and measures. But fuck it, because we want to go back to the old way. Yeah, That's the side of the whole Brexit thing that I fight. fucking hate. It's the fight that you're just like, why are you fighting exactly. for this? <laughs> exactly. You, you, you're deciding to confuse all future generations, as well as the ones now who've grown up with pounds and ounces, so that you can live in the past for another 20 years until you die. <laughs> that's that's it. That's that that that's the be all in it. That's the side of the whole Brexit thing that I didn't like. The people that thought it was going to like it, we're going to go back to how it was. It's like well, that doesn't exist anymore, and <laughs> we're all very confused about it. Yeah, but um, yeah. So that that's that's the end of that one. But just but, for the little fucking, like, I mean, there's there is an element of imp- 
implied patriotism when it comes to things like that, where it's yeah. like the British pound. It's the fact that it's, it's called it's, imperial. <laughs> yeah. It's just like I don't like these kilograms. Yeah, I like uh, I like to have ounces. I'd I, rather do an ounce of cocaine all makes, than a kilo. <laughs> yeah, it makes no fucking sense to me at all. I don't get it. The only thing I do get is pound and stone. Kind but of. No, but it's just it it it's it's just a unit of measurement. It's like a product changing yeah. its name from SIF to JIF. Yeah, you know, fucking Jack D's bit, and you yeah. just go well. Who cares it's about still what the, the same... name used to be called? <laughs> yeah, it's still the same thing. So what are you gaining from this? Like, yeah. It's... I don't like calling it the People's Front of Judea. I think we're the Judean <laughs> People's Front. Yeah. I think we've always have been. And it's just, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. Um, I decide. Yeah, I, I have to do this in an Australian accent. It's it's um it's from it's from an Australian newspaper, but it's about Iceland, and I think only their accent kind Clinches of it. yeah, kind of well, it just captures the whole sarcasm about the whole thing. Okay, <laughs> okay. Uh, Iceland unearths rock to appease angry elves. <laughs> <laughs> the angry elves were suspected of causing a series of mishaps after the rock was covered over when workers cleared away the debris from a landslide, uh, the Morgan Blooded Daily reported. Morgan <laughs> Blooded <Bloody> Daily. <laughs> Morgan Blooded, one word, daily. <laughs> Every day. <laughs> yeah. Iceland is, Iceland is no stranger to bending to the will of its elfin population. <laughs> Construction sites have previously been moved so as not to disturb the creatures and fishermen have refused to go to sea because of their warnings. In Iceland, elves are a part of everyday life. (laughs) (laughs) They're giving warnings to sailors. (laughs) Don't sail here. It's fucking elves. (laughs) (laughs) Sven Zofranasian who works in Base Road Construction Company, told the paper that his woes began in 2015, August, when Sigvel de Jure, <laughs> close to the site of the so-called Elfin Lady Stone that was covered with the earth, following efforts to clear a mudslide from a highway. After the landslide was cleared, the road was subsequently flooded, and a colleague of Zephanasian, I can't say these fucking names, uh, who came to clear the route was injured. Then, industrial machinery began to fail, and journalists came over to cover the growing chaos, fell into a mud pool, and had to be pulled to safety. Nobody even thought of the rock, said Sophonasian. <laughs> <laughs> even though the, the area is regarded as sacred and at a place of local folklore. The decision was made that Iceland Road Administration would unearth the rock, an artefact according to a 2012 law to protect Iceland's elfin heritage, and it was subsequently cleaned with a pressure washer last week. <laughs> <laughs> Elves are described by hundreds of people who claim to have seen them as simple, normally peaceful creatures that look like humans, but smaller. In 1971, elves reportedly disrupted construction of a national highway from Reykjavik to the northeast. The project suffered repeated unusual technical difficulties because it was claimed elves did not want the large boulder that served as their home to be moved to make way for a new road. <laughs> <laughs> Lived in the boulder. <laughs> 
yeah. these small creatures that some people have seen say they kind of look like humans <laughs> and they live in a boulder right. <laughs> in the middle of the road. That's pretty much the end of that. There are two things I noticed about the story. Um, one, all of these stories are construction related. All of the problems with the elves. Two, Iceland is built on natural volcanoes. So are they just like bad at construction or have they just chosen a really shit place to build their island? Like, is it is it not just the fact that you built your island on active volcanoes? Is maybe that the problem? But the president's just like, elves! <laughs> We Must love be that elves. country, we love our volcano, we love our elves. <laughs> yeah. So the elves that cause all these problems. The elves. Yeah. How fucking gullible is the foreman on the first site? Like, the, pre- the president was like, it's elves. Oh, really? Oh. All right. <laughs> uh, if it's elves, right. it's elves. Like, I'll tell the people. <laughs> yeah. Pass that message on to the fishermen, because yeah. they'll want to know about the elves as well. Yeah. <laughs> the fishermen. The seas also affected by active volcanoes. <laughs> I mean, the magma fields are growing. (laughs) That's what the elves like. Yeah. I I don't know why at some point they leapt to just elves as a conclusion. It's not like there were cave paintings of people with pointy ears or something. It's just like shit started to go down and they were like, probably the elves. What? Yeah. You know, know, elves. Yeah. Live in a rock. (laughs) Yeah. It's fucking stupid. Uh, All right. Organisers of a puppet festival apologise for a song about prison rape. (laughs) (laughs) Apologise to who? Was Uh, it in prison? (laughs) No, 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 it was was a puppet festival out in public. Organisers of a puppet festival in uh, Verdun, it's in Canada, uh, apologise for a song about prison rape that was performed in front of many small children on a public stage over the weekend. Lyrics include, You're my prison bitch, my prison bitch, I'll never say goodbye. You're not like the others, too bad they had to die. <laughs> <laughs> it was like a, 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 um, like a prison visitor centre. <laughs> like, and now we have a picnic, so you can have your inmate father have some time with your kid. And you slowly let your kid know that you get raped. <laughs> no one likes to know that through song. No. <laughs> no. Well, they've, they've said it was like um, a programming error. Like, uh, oh, we, we knew about it. programming error? It was a puppet. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. Programming as in the people who were, like, organising the festival. Oh, okay. Like, <laughs> it wasn't a cyborg performing <laughs> no, a puppet show. He's become sentient and started yelling obscenities. Um, no. Um, so, uh, most of the show uh, uh, was put on by... A a uh, troupe called Cabaret Decadence uh, wasn't inappropriate, but the Prison Bitch song seemed to come out of nowhere. Um, my son's only three. He found the tune catchy, one parent said. I think older ch- children would understand more and maybe walk away singing the song. It's disturbing. Uh, Promenade Wellington. The fa- There's a guy called Promenade. <laughs> oh, <laughs> fucking street. <laughs> <laughs> Promenade Wellington, the festival organiser, said it was made a mistake by allowing the song to be performed. The situation is the result of several errors that occurred, and as organisers, we have to assume the blame. The statement continued. We sincerely apologise that it was uncomfortable for parents, and we're sorry that we lacked vigilance about the content of the show. Yes, the artists have to have uh, judged this to be inappropriate because there were children in the audience, but we should have caught this before it became an issue. Performers did not uh, return interview requests on Tuesday, but Cabaret, de- 
cabaret decadence puppeteer Serge Delorier <laughs> told CBC that he'd uh, informed the festival organizer that the performance was adult oriented and scheduling uh, the group at an all ages event was a mistake. So the festival organisers were aware of the prison bitch song <laughs> and subsequently played it at three in the afternoon. <laughs> right all after of punch, kids. During Punch and Judy. It's great. Just... I, like, it's one thing for like, yeah, for, for, for like the adults to be like singing it and like, like in a show and stuff because kids aren't really interested in adults. But if you're watching Sesame Street. <laughs> but you got a lot. It, it was live. Yeah. So, like, the performers probably saw that there were kids there. Yeah. And they weren't like, oh, should we double check? They're like, hey, they booked us. We're going to yeah. rock this joint. <laughs> Prison bitch. Yeah. Prison bitch. Except there were kids <laughs> dancing on the stage. Like, come on. Come on. <laughs> Everybody. <laughs> you know the words. <laughs> uh, um,. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what I've got for this week. Yeah, yeah, it's cool, it's cool. Uh, Creativity-wise, creativity-wise, yeah. um, we've both been editing the previous week. Um, you said you're nearly done with yours. Yeah, I've done, You've done the week. technical side, but yeah. not the artistic side. I shall have that finished this evening. Yeah, I should be uh, finishing that one as well. We'll do the whole compari- comparing side mm. to it. Um, but yeah, I've had a week off, and my brain has just kind of completely gone dormant. Mm. And just been sleeping, fucking yeah. catching up on sleep, ready for getting back into the world next week. But the lazy part of my week is now over. <clears throat> yeah, we we're talking earlier about fucking not turning on the light switch. I couldn't be bothered to reply to a text for three days. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just I'll do it later. Just... <laughs> so yeah, so I was, I was I was completely off the planet um, to the point where I came back from. Uh, even when I came back from our weekend away, you had to do like. Has anyone seen Nick? Has yeah. anyone spoken to him? Well, I have, like, to, I have to double check that you're not dead these days. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's everything fine. There'll be like an angry letter or something if I'm going to die. It's just <laughs> sprawled along. Paint on the outside of the house. Steve, you prick. <laughs> Who's this Steve with a number written on this? <laughs> Bring him. Tell him he's a prick. Um, yeah, so my brain's kind of been completely dormant. So um, not as much productivity as needed, but... Uh, pushing forward for uh next week it's gonna be a big week mm. um yeah set up the beginnings on my website and want to have something live by something actually with something on it by next week and uh yeah able to go through all the old podcasts now and want to be able to get them all done with my time off so see what i can come up with there mm-hmm. should be good um any new bits you want to put on or you're still doing your one video a week yeah yeah uh, yeah um i haven't uh, i've up the production on it we said um, yeah the second time i've done camera it, angles and yeah well, this and was the first one with two camera angles or three first camera one, angles yeah three three angles and i used the uh the recorder and like the different things on the audio as well right. um so yeah up in the production like trying to just kind of like get this aspect polished before i start like adding new things like now I'll have to do this every week as well mm-hmm. like just trying to yeah get this as good to get the whole song thing as good as I can and then and then carry on from there mm-hmm. mm. okay. but uh, yeah yeah no I've done a chunk this week yeah so we, mm. and then yeah just uh, yeah figuring out how much work you want to do on your one video a week yeah um, taking it as far as it can go yeah. and then figuring out whether you can maintain that or whatever yeah yeah fair play mm. 
So yeah, I think uh, next week will be a, a big week. Yeah. A big week of having stuff done. And yeah. Being um, right. Okay. Cool. I can. I've started back at work and back into doing normal things. Yeah. We need to figure out when you want to go live. Do you want to do it when we can both put it on at the same time, or do you want to? I'm happy whenever. Yeah. We'd be back there. if you if we um, get this this week or last week's episode edited and stuff, and you want to go live. Yeah. Then you want to put it on your website. That's fine. Cool. Um, eventually pop it online, and then uh, yeah. Uh, Twitter maybe mm-hmm. get a Twitter thing. Um, yeah, and figure out what else needs to be done with that and what else we can do with it. Cool. Yeah, could be pretty cool. Decent. Street. So yeah, I think uh, should be beginning of next week. Pulling teeth. Pulling teeth. For more episodes the second they leave our disgusting workstations, head over to www.pullingteeth.audio and remember to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher or TuneIn, maybe all three. Ratings and comments would be nice as well. If you've got any questions or comments, find us on Twitter at PullingTeethPod. For anything more extensive or of a private or personal nature, or if you've got some kind of moral objection to social media, you can drop us an email at podcast at pullingteeth.audio. For more from me, head to stevemilligan.net and find us both on Twitter at singitsteve and at nicksnip. This has been Pulling Teeth. See you next week. <laughs>